It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, its light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. Heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You're Locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. I am Daniel Rue, your host, and so happy to bring you your team every day. Today is an incredibly exciting one for me personally, and hopefully for you as well, because I announced something that'll probably come out of the blue, which is my new book, my upcoming book. 100 Things Warriors Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. It is a continuation of a series that Triumph Publishing has done for various teams, including the A's, Giants, Raiders, and Niners in the recent past. Dan Brown wrote the Niners book, which has been a wonderful resource for me in this project. And this is not me announcing that I have a book that I'm starting or anything like that. I actually submitted the first manuscript for this book today, this morning. And it's an unbelievably amazing process, and I'm thrilled about it. For clarification, some of you wonder about this. Submitting a first manuscript does not mean the book is done. It means that the first draft of it is done. I'm going to start editing for everything else today. You know, that's that's the way that this really works. But it is a massive step in the progress. It is, you know, the manuscript is over 80,000 words. It's a, it's a big deal. It's basically the book in its first form. And there isn't a specific that I know of, like a date or anything like that that is coming out, but the plan is October of this year, so it'll be out before the start of next season, which is unbelievably exciting for me. And it has been an absolutely fabulous process. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the series, the 100 Things books go through a series of different topics, and it's 100 self-contained chapters. So that means there will be some overlap in terms of telling stories, because as those of you who know Warriors history know, there are pieces that interlock with each other, that connect with each other. And there was a challenge with the Warriors book, particularly, of how to reconcile the scope and the scale because of the time the franchise spent in Philadelphia. They moved to San Francisco in 62-63. And the way that Triumph and I decided to reconcile this is by focusing the book heavily on the Bay Area years, so 62 and on, but using the Philadelphia time as it connected with the time in California. So, for example, Guy Rogers, Al Adels, Wilt Chamberlain, those players all played in Philadelphia, but they also made a major contribution in California, and so they are all integral, central parts of the book. And it has been a fulfilling, challenging wonderful, stressful process to go through that massive 
wealth of information and stories and really try to condense it into what I thought is a, a fair distillation of this team's present, their past, and, you know, a little bit of foreshadowing into their history. And one of the pieces of the book that makes me so excited, and I, I really wanted to make sure when I was negotiating with Triumph about doing this book, was that it will incorporate what happens for the remainder of the 2016-17 season, including the playoffs, including the very beginning of free agency in case something crazy happens. Because I didn't know if that was possible with the way that book publishing works. And I said, I, I pitched to them basically that telling this story without the entirety of this season would feel incomplete. And I didn't want, I, my preference was to not have to do that. And they were enthusiastically on board. So there will be, you know, this is this is going to connect very, very actively. It will come out presumably in October, or presumably the start of next season, but it will not be frozen in, frozen in carbonite, frozen nice at this point, you know, at late March, March 28th. It will be connecting with that. It will be kind of a living document that, that at, at that point, and that is so exciting to me. And the whole process has been really amazing because you really get a sense of kind of the, the whole path of the story, the parts of it that are separate, the parts of it that are strangely parallel. That was, there are a couple different ideas that I have in the book of, of situations that I think are parallel. Some of the amazing stories, positive, negative, and, and everything else in, in the way. And one of the joys of doing a hundred things book and the idea of self-contained chapters is that the structure itself allows you to get into big stuff, small stuff, and everything in between. Because obviously, you know, you need to hit the big stories, you know, the players, the big moments, the teams, and all of that, of course, is in the book. But for me, a part of telling 100 self-contained chapters is getting into smaller things as well and really delving into it, getting into weird stories, funny stories that even diehard fans might not know. And one of the great parts about the Warriors and their history is that there are a lot of nuance. There's a lot of stories there. There's a lot that you can get into there that was maybe it was big at the time. It has fallen by the wayside. And unsurprisingly, given their current success, the Warriors have a lot of newer fans as well. And this can be a way for them to connect with material that they might not have been familiar with before. And that was always one of the goals that I had with the book once we kind of agreed on the scope was that you're trying to kind of bridge two gaps. One is be faithful and add color to the memories of people who had them while also trying to tell a fair, interesting and complete story to those who are not. And that is a big part of what was a challenge for me with this is, you know, you want to try to make both camps happy and tell the story and get into get into why it happened, you know, how what the resonance was, how it affected the league and everything, everything of that nature and tied in. And over time, at first it was really, really daunting. But over time, I really grew to appreciate the structure of 100 self-contained chapters because it allowed me to, in certain moments, tell a story from different sides. So a great example of this is that one of the elements of this is, of course, everything that happened with Chris Webber when he was drafted, the 93-94 season, the conflict with Don Nelson. And so by doing it in self-contained chapters, you can look at that story, that incident, that series of incidents, a saga, if you will, from 
a, a slew of different perspectives and how it affected the team, how it, you know, how it affected Weber's legacy, how it affected Nelson's legacy. And you could do that. You could think about a, a bunch of different things in Warriors history. And it was also a, a great intellectual exercise for me and one that I never really saw coming to reconcile the place of the current people, because this is not a book just about, you know, the the wonders of the past and the Warriors' successful teams in the 60s and 70s. It's also about today, writing about the players and teams that I've covered in my years with the team and around the team, and trying to figure out how you square those things, you know, like, where do you put in Draymond Green, Clay Thompson in the course of Warriors' history, and how do you deal with that considering the fact that their history is not nearly finished? And so that was a real challenge for me and something that I, at moments, lots of moments really dreaded, but then at other moments really enjoyed. And also just with the nature of covering a team in the way that I have since 2009, you often don't think about those people's place in a much larger history. I, I often think about their place in the modern NBA. That is something that gets discussed a lot here, that gets discussed on, on Dunked On, everything else that I do. But thinking about how the figures that are prominent now fit into that overall tapestry, fit into that overall framework, isn't something that I spent a lot of my emotional or intellectual energy doing before this book. And I overall really enjoyed that process. And it it's daunting. It's really daunting. It's really stressful to do it because you want to make sure that everyone is getting their, their due. You want to make sure that you're not giving short shrift to players of the past. You want to make sure that you're also not overrating or underrating the present in terms of everything. And that actually provided one of the most interesting components of this book is that the Warriors are in the midst of the most successful run in franchise history, at least since the move. So one of the crazy stats that I, I actually found this out by accident when I was looking up, I was looking up the Warriors best record since X point is that the Warriors have already clinched this year that this will be the three best seasons in terms of winning percentage since the team moved to California. I believe the three best in overall franchise history, though, as I said, I focused on the Bay Area part of this story. And that's incredible. And for a lot of franchises, you know, and the Warriors have plenty of glory days. You know, the 75 title is, is a prominent feature of the book. Their NBA Finals teams in the 60s are an incredibly important part of this book. But to have the most successful extended stretch for a franchise be the present day actually raises a very real challenge in terms of creating a book where you're trying to talk about those players in the, in the scope of the team, especially because so many of the players that are currently on the team and coaches and all that, you know, Steve Kerr is a part of the book, Bob Myers part of the book, Joe Lacob's a part of the book, to fit those players in and people in because, as I said, not only is their contribution incomplete, but for a lot of them, their contribution is far from complete. You know, I mean, we still have to see if Stephen Curry is going to resign as a technical matter, but presumably his story with the Warriors is, is far from over. And how do you want to deal with that? How do you want to figure out, okay, where is he now? I, I didn't do much prediction in this book of, of where it's going to go. I didn't think that would be fair, not only to the current players, but more importantly to the old older figures that are, you know, so central to the Warriors history. But 
at the same point, you do kind of want to acknowledge in the back of your mind how all of these things are going to fit together. And another real joy of doing this process, and some of you may have noticed this with my Twitter feed, especially in the last few weeks as I've gotten a little bit more open, I guess, about what I've been, not what I've been working on, but just kind of by posting really cool stuff that I find, is the amazing material that exists on prior years that is not only talking to people who lived it which has been one of the great joys of working on this book and something that i am really hoping to continue as it moves forward is talking to people who were around those teams who played on those teams who covered those teams both recent past and more distant past and also just finding old pieces finding old film i spent a fair amount of time over the weekend watching the 1967 Philadelphia 76ers played the Warriors in the, in that finals in 67 and somebody put together a at the time a basically like kind of one of those the equivalent of a television special now of that team because the Sixers spoiler alert the Sixers won the title that year Will Chamberlain's team over the Warriors and they put together a thing with a lot of game film player commentary and so you not only get to experience those watching those players play which is an unbelievable thing to do but also them talking contemporaneously about that NBA finals about everything else that goes on like that and it's a greater voyage of discovery with the older material because it's harder to find it's in a different form whereas now you know you can get highlights you can get vines you can get whatever you want and a part of what I envision for the book and we'll see exactly how this fits in with the final product is that it is also meant as a jumping off point because there are just so many amazing pieces that are out there I've actually in the last couple days I've been reading Ken Korak's amazing book about Bill King which is absolutely phenomenal I recommend it to all of you and there are you know my hope is that for people who get interested in any given topic or anything else that they can go into that in their own depth and really you know find out more about it gain a greater appreciation for it and you you appreciate the book for what it is and enjoy the book for what it is but have that be the start of a process rather than the rather than the conclusion and I feel like I owe it to not only to to the readers but also to my publisher to do that and so it has been so much fun to really kind of reconcile that especially in the age now of youtube of vine of of clips you know when you're talking about clay thompson's 31 or sorry 37 i'm really really tired 37 point quarter you have to acknowledge that the best way to experience that other than being there live or watching it live was and is watching it on video and understanding that the printed page is a very different way to do that and so i spent time when I was kind of preparing this, when I was conceiving of the project, working on how to do that and how to make it an open thing. And another key element of the 100 Things books is that it's not just 100 things that Warriors fans should know, it's also and do. And that was the other part of this that was really, really fun was thinking about experiences. A lot of them are experiences that I've been lucky enough to have myself due to my media work and everything else and just also life experience. But to go through kind of to go through all of that and to think about it and say, okay, these are 
the things that are most interesting for someone, especially if it's someone to a degree that's not in the Bay Area to do. And of course, that also gets complicated with the idea of Oracle, you know, having a specific lifespan now. And that was something that I really did want to talk about in the book in a couple different ways. And it comes up in a series of different spots about the atmosphere and the upcoming Chase Center and everything like that. So it crosses a lot of different, a lot of different borders. And I'm absolutely thrilled with the progress on it now and even more thrilled with where this is going to be moving forward and there is as i said there's still a lot of work left to be done i am incorporating the new the new elements of what happens this season it has also been amazing to watch this season with this historical bent to it for me because not only thinking about it in the context of the book but just the way that preparing this book has made me think about the process and made me think about how everything fits in has been fascinating. And so we'll see where it goes. There's still a lot left of that story and the most important framing still has yet to be done. But I I can't say enough about how that has been and how also how grateful I am. Of course, there will be acknowledgments and everything like that in the book of all the insight and support that I've gotten from the Warriors community. While I have not made this pursuit public, It has been, you know, I have made it known to people who have been just massive helps in this process. And I'm guessing that as my time has now opened up actually a little bit, as crazy as that sounds, that that can go a little bit more. And just because I felt like it, one of the other things that I wanted to explain briefly was why I kind of did the reveal process in the way I did. And the way that happened was when you're working on a book, I've heard this from other people as well, is like sometimes it takes a little while to really feel like it's, you know, like it's happening, like it's going in. And so you want to be patient. You don't want to get people's hopes up. Those of you who listen to Real Jam Radio know that I never reveal a host until I have actually recorded the episode because you never know if somebody's going to cancel, if somebody's going to fall through. So with the book, obviously, it's different than that because it's so much bigger of a project. But what happened was once I felt like the, okay, this is happening, once I felt that feeling, I went, well, I can see at least the first finish line. I can see that finish line now. Wouldn't it be fun if instead of saying to people now, especially because it's not like they can buy it, you know, it's not like the book's coming out right now, it's to say, no, I'm just going to drop a manuscript on them. I actually did toy with the idea of kind of trying to hide it until that book was actually coming out. And then I realized the publisher would get really mad at me and that that was a little bit too indulgent for me. So I'm doing the the moderate version of that, which is surprise, I have a manuscript and that's what this is. And it has been just a massive, massive undertaking, but absolutely worth it. It has been a joy. I, I It's been hilarious reading Shea, Shea Serrano's stuff because he's working on his basketball and other things book of him talking about that and kind of wishing that I could express all that stuff publicly because at the same moment you go, this is amazing. Like I, I, I watch some footage and I get the biggest smile on my face or you find a new story like reading Ken Korak's book. There's an amazing section on the 74-75 championship team and you, so you, you start to appreciate these things and, and really you, you do find things all over the place that are relevant, that are interesting and having conversations with people and the ones who are wealth, who have wealths of memories and experiences with this franchise, things run together a lot, not in a negative way, but just in terms of the way that they see the connections between events and between people and between stories is very different from my own understanding of it. And going through all of that 
has been absolutely incredible. It has been one of the more rewarding experiences of my life so far, and it's only going to grow from here. So there's still a lot, a lot, a lot to be done in terms of this project, but it is a big milestone. I am beyond thrilled about it, and I am so happy to be able to share it all with you. To reiterate, I don't believe that it is available for pre-order at this point. I just submitted the first manuscript today, even though, of course, this has been in the works for a while. That's the way the books go. But when that information is out, you better believe that I will be making sure that you know about it because we talk on the show about if you want to support the podcast, then this will be the biggest thing that any of you could really do to, to support me. But also, that is not why you buy, why I hope that you're buying the book. I hope you buy the book and love it because it, I'm, I'm really proud of it. But that is the whole process. So thrilled to announce it. October is the tentative release date. It will incorporate what happens this season along with basically everything else from 1962 on and a lot from before because telling the warrior story doesn't start at 62 it's just the start of the focus and so yeah of course will guy rogers so many other things really do fit in with that time and going through that part of this process the 60s in particular has been so amazing it's been it's been an absolute joy for me so that's enough rambling for now i am running on very very little sleep but absolutely giddy with the way that this is, you know, that this has worked out and will continue to. So thank you so much for listening. Take care and make it a great day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.